The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Welcome everyone to the 365 Message Center Show. We help you plan for change, prevent or fix. Prevent or fix, potentially. Stay informed um, and check for updated updates if, mm-hmm. uh, if delivery timelines change. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing uh, quite well, Terrell. And uh, I trust that you are doing the same. Uh, I am. Um, this summer's been good to us here. Uh, uh, actually, one thing though, um, time of, of, uh, of airing this, um, thoughts and prayers, heart goes out to Tonga and to, to mm. affected families mm. and, and people there uh, with the volcano that erupted and the, um, the tsunami that came through and has, has done some damage. So um, yeah, for those of us who... We have family, friends, and, and people there. Uh, we, you know, thinking of you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Daniel, that's been a another interesting week. I think things are picking up with with updates and, uh, yeah. and making people aware of change within within um, the Microsoft three six five space. Uh, what have you observed uh, around that? Yeah, I think the there was a little bit of a lull. Uh, yeah. You know, over over the change of the year and the holidays, which is kind of expected, but here we are. Uh, things are picking up, and I think some and those that are looking at some of the updates, the updated messages, will notice that some of the things are being pushed. The timelines, some uh, just a little bit, maybe a couple weeks or so. Others um, have been updated from mm. September, August, or to June. Or June. <laughs> Um, but just timelines being reevaluated and, and everything. So, uh, just getting kind of, I think a reset for the year mm. and, uh, we're, we're going to be rocking and rolling. Yeah. Um, like, and we have noticed also, a a change, a trend, I guess you might say in, uh, how much faith is put in, in the messages and, and how to plan ahead. Uh, we here at the three, six, five message center. show will continue to, uh, to keep you informed as as we find out more. Indeed. So, um, speaking of being informed and focusing. Yes. Did you see how I did that? Um, I did. It was it was brilliant. Um, you know, your segues are, are always just so artful. Yes. Oh, while we uh, while Daryl prepares for this first. uh update make sure that you give us a thumbs up down uh when you're on youtube go ahead and click the thumbs up if you're in a listen to the audio podcast give us a like on the podcast so that uh, others can find us more easily that actually does help with the algorithms and such so please go ahead and give us a like um uh, subscribe where you are making sure that you are subscribed and get all of the updates and then you need to give a little bitty nudge and don't use your your like pointer finger we're going to use our pinky and we're going to use it in a way like you're sipping tea right you're sipping your afternoon tea you're going to just nudge 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 that bell on youtube to uh give you a reminder of when Mm. we go live and welcome to those that are watching on linkedin as well so, true, true. first update, sir, is about a focus plan. 
Yeah, it's uh, all about Viva Insights and uh, being able to coordinate our focus. This is MC313659, Shared Focus Plan in Viva Insights. Uh, so at Viva Insights, we uh, all get access to a portion of that for free and our personal Viva Insights. Uh, we get to create our own focus plan in that experience. But a, uh, a great feature that's uh, available in the license plan for Viva Insights allows managers or team leaders to set up a shared focus plan. And the goal with this is to be able to set up times that you can all as a team focus on work that you need to get done. So that things like team meetings uh, and other coordinated activities that might happen between you all don't override your focus time when you're trying to get work done. Uh, so this is a uh, capability where that leader may um, set up that plan. Uh, you can get it to automatically schedule four hours of focus time or up to four hours of focus time. Um, you can, well, it will silence the chats during that time too. So uh, maybe that's a you know good thing, Daniel, to have across a team that you know we have this shared understanding that we're focused and it's not time to chat. feels like, um, I was going to say time nap. in school. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say nap time. <laughs> yes, well, I'm, you know, um, I, I was thinking about this and it does have some implications. You know, I think for teams that are close, uh, geographically, I think mm -hmm. would be a little easier than those that are not yeah. geographically, uh, close, meaning, you know, how, how do you find a good focus time for a team that is separated by a few time zones or maybe you're halfway around the world? Mm. But then also, even if you're in the same location, some people like to have focus time in the morning, afternoon, yeah, midday. What does that look like? Uh, I'm a so, mornings person. I like to get stuff done in the morning. Right. But, you know, some people, if you give them enough time in the morning to as focused are they going to actually do work mm. or are they going to be too distracted by their cup of coffee and their their uh um pastry you know the, <laughs> down at the local shop or well, or something you else, know daniel <clears throat> you and i work in, in consulting and there's a fair mm. few mm. of our subscribers and followers that do too so how do you coordinate a shared focus time across a consulting team that also has to work around uh, time that they are scheduling for clients uh, for work. clients mm. i i don't know in and, and i feel like um it this will be much more difficult to do in those kind of situations even if yeah. you're not in consultancy maybe you know in your organization that spans time zones and maybe continents you know how are you going to focus do focus time when you're having to support customers your internal customers that are that don't share that same time, but um, let's not, you know, give all of the exceptions to this. I do believe this will be helpful for some teams, especially for some smaller teams, for some teams to get to get that find that focus time uh, to get things done. Well, we'll certainly be interested to hear uh, from people and teams mm -hmm. that are, are going to try this. Uh, this is uh, rolling out to targeted release late January. Um, so that's uh, going to be soonish. Standard release, it will begin rolling out February 2022 and uh, be complete mid-March. Uh, Daniel, let's uh, move on to your message around uh, OneDrive and something. OneDrive and something. 
That yeah, is no, not, not the a title. Very, not, not a very artful um, segue. Files on demand refresh for Mac OS MC314017. And this is a refresh of the OneDrive experience in the OneDrive on demand experience in Mac OS. So, two things really that's going on here. One is the folder locations will be showing up in the file uh, viewer. So when you go to the, uh, I'm sorry, the finder. Um, so if you go and look, you'll see all the locations in the finder sidebar, uh, giving you easy access to your OneDrive files. And then the second thing is then the files on demand experience will be easier. So that's getting updated to allow easy access. So uh, Daryl, for those uh, watching the video here, you'll see that um, in the screenshot that is in the message at the bottom, you'll see those on-demand actions. Remember, on-demand means that you can have files that are just pointers on your hard drive and uh, are in the cloud and only um, are synced down to your machine on-demand when you open the file. Uh, so this is rolling out mid-January, which is now-ish, and we'll expect to uh, be completed by early February, so it's just a few weeks. Now, this is for devices running 12.1 macOS. Uh, you'll receive this update, hmm. and just know you can't go back. You know, this is not a, <laughs> this, is, this is the way it's going to be from now on. Don't turn around and look back because you can't. Uh, Once you're in so, sync, you can't stop. That's right. Wow. Um, no, not, not true, but anyway. I, no, no, no. I was going to, a couple of thoughts went, came into my head about taking down the rabbit hole there to have some fun, but let's, <laughs> let's, let's not do that. But anyway, um, so, and then the Mac OS, another point for those Mac users out there. I know there's f a few of you. Uh, there's not a whole lot, but um, you're a very vocal group. So I will uh, uh, let you know also that macOS 12.2 will be the last version that uh, supports that classic files on demand and not this new version of the way it works. Okay. Hmm. And there's a blog post there at the end. Uh, this is actually one of the nicer messages that actually includes some nice uh, links to some uh, supporting material. Mm. always helpful it is a combined blog post mm -hmm. you'll find other things there but it does go into right. a little more detail so i think we need to revamp uh some things in yammer uh daryl how about you talking to us about doing that well i, I think um uh, one certain area that is going to get that attention is the yammer profile page Indeed. Uh, well, I mean, we all want to be able to represent ourselves in a clearer fashion and um, and find good, useful information on profile pages. Yes. Uh, so this is a message MC314015. Uh, so when you uh, when this rolls out, we'll be able to um, change a cover photo. So that I mean might not seem like a big deal to you, but it does make it feel more social. Being able to do that and Twitter, Facebook, all sorts of other places to be able to represent ourselves and change a bit more. So it gives a bit of opportunity to have some personality there. Uh, but another good thing about it is it'll list the people that follow you and the communities that, that you belong to in, on the profile. So, sorry, speaking from the perspective of 
my profile page. If I was to visit Daniel's profile page, I'll see people that follow him, communities that he belongs to. And so those two things might clue us into the, the things that we have in common, the connections, and, uh, and that, or maybe that I'm deciding whether should I follow Daniel or not. Yeah, it looks like we have common interests, so um, I'll, I'll do that. It seems um, like Microsoft's social network is getting more social. More social, yeah. Good to see. Uh, it mm -hmm. does mention something about and other improvements, among other improvements. So it's, uh, oh, that's the, the other one there. Um, latest activity from that person across the Yammer network. Right, so you will see, a bit, does it start to sound like a bit like LinkedIn, where you can go to your profile and see latest activity and, and things like that? Um, so that is uh, beginning to roll out mid-January. Can't say that I checked before this um, this recording. Maybe it's there, maybe it'll be there next week. But apparently there's nothing you need to do. It's just going to appear, and it'll just be something that improves the experience. Um, Daniel? Uh, moving on to, ooh, something to do with uh, iOS users. Did I step in something? Or oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, oh. Like, ooh, <laughs> no, that's yes. something different. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, this is updated companion mode for iOS users. MC three one four two eight six, and you have no idea. Just reading that title, that this actually has to do with Teams. So this is rolling out late January, uh, finishing early February. That's the expected rollout. So what, what this is all about is when you join a meeting inside of a meeting room with a meetings, uh, a Microsoft Teams room device, okay? Let's, we're walking into a conference room. There's a Microsoft Teams device. It's all set up. You can join the meeting as that device, right? We, I think we all get that. But you can also join the meeting while you're in that room via your iPhone, iOS. And so what happens in that experience? Well, uh, what it's going to do, it's a, it's a little better experience to where you're going to, it's automatically going to turn off audio. So there's mm -hmm. no echoing and stuff. Yay. But it's also going to give you easier access to those engagement items in the Teams meeting. So raising your hand reactions to what's being said, um, chat, being able to see who are the participants in the meeting. All of those things are going to be easy to get to, you know, just think, you know, larger, um, easier access, just because that's what you're focusing on. You're able to see the meeting, you know, participates, you know, all of that, um, as far as seeing what's being presented and talk uh, using the device rather than your phone. Um, you can also, as a user, be able to you know scroll down uh, from uh, from the top, and you'll be able to actually participate in the meeting or see what's shared, all that kind of stuff, like normal Teams, if you want to. Um, but this will be new user interface when you join as that um, secondary, that companion mode. I think it's good because uh, you know, much like we might have a, a conference in a session that people come into and. Uh, if you've planned some kind of interactivity, sometimes you can ask people to vote or to add something to a word cloud. And so it's good that if someone comes along to a, a meeting and all they've brought is their device and they're ready to just focus, um, but they want to be able to interact and have that 
way of expressing themselves for that yeah. hybrid way of working to be able to connect with people that are also attending online, um, yes. then this is a good way to do it. Yeah, just think you can chat, answer questions in chat, you know, yep. while you're sitting there and, and, you know, people are asking questions in chat, you, mm. you know, so it, it, it can be uh, a useful experience. Yeah. Um, what you don't want to do in your meeting is um, use a walkie-talkie feature no. uh, in Teams because then that'll be interrupting the meeting. Don't you think, Daryl? Uh, yes, over. Um, it will be over. Yeah, squelch, squelch. No, um, walkie-talkie. You're getting better with your segues even more. Um, walkie-talkie is uh, on iOS generally available. MC314287. Uh, it, look, this feature's been around for a little while. It came out on Android to begin with, and uh, it, that was great, being able to experiment with that. There were various different devices that supported it, and headsets and specific Android phones with dedicated buttons to do push-to-talk. Uh, but now it's available generally on iPhones. And... It's interesting the the messages here in the message center for January 14th, but our team saw it arrive last year. And, you know, in practice, it's a interesting kind of feature. Uh, think of it as, and I know this is a bit of a recap, but think of it as that you belong to a team and maybe you agree to use a certain channel uh, to, to tune into and think of channels as in teams. Uh, we might have one for just general awareness, um, actually, it could be any channel, to be honest. But you're connecting to it, and it's running something of a uh, an online meeting call in the background, where you're all muted, and then as you're hitting this button, then you're speaking, and of course, only one person can speak at a time. So yeah, kind of useful. And how our team were trying to use it just as a experiment was um, to feel like we're still connected with our team members as we're working remotely. Uh, in our, our locked down state. So we could just tap this button and say, how, how things are going? And everyone who was connected to that channel within the walkie-talkie thing could hear that and they could sort of pass around well, info and, and jokes and stuff. But you also get that benefit of not having to go, you know, log into your device, bring up the Teams app, mm -hmm. go into the chat and type out, your, you know, because you can do this without unlocking your device. Right. Yep. It, it has that functionality so you can respond and, and communicate without having to go through all of that. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that for me is a big benefit. So I don't have to. And, you know, this you your use case, I think, is is a fun one. Um, but, you know, think about those people who are use their hands or interacting with people are busy, you know, physically doing something maybe mm. too. I, you know, and they hear something. Hey, has anyone seen so-and-so? Yes, I see them right there. They're on the blah, 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 blah. Yep. Put it back in your pocket and keep going yep. instead mm -hmm. of having to log in and, blah, blah, you know, so much easier. So yeah. um, there's, you know, will this be for every business? No, but I think it's a, a pretty cool feature. Yeah, it, it's certainly a good tool for frontline workers, for event management, for clean up on aisle five that sort of thing and just general, general awareness why too. is it always aisle five you here's what i suggest is that grocery stores and other stores they just don't put any liquid whatsoever on aisle five it fixes it 
Th- yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I'm done. Put, put all fixed... the potato chips and chocolate there. That's it. Yeah. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's... Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's just a couple of quick mentions yeah. out there. There's uh, yes. this one. So the first you, one. Daniel. Yeah, first one is this one's kind of a fun one. This is OneDrive and SharePoint. I'm not going to know how, I don't know how people pronounce this. H-E-I-C file support. I don't think you're supposed to say it as a word. For, it's an edit, acronym. HVC, good, because I don't know how to say it. MC314016. So these are those high efficiency image formats. So if you have a uh, iOS device that's a, a latest version, or maybe not even latest, it's been there for a little while. Um, your photos that you take default on those devices are this file type. What you're going to be able to do now is edit these files that are stored in OneDrive and SharePoint. So think about these files have been synced. You, can, you remember you can use the OneDrive um, app on your phone to sync uh, all your photos. Mm-hmm. Or if you manually f- uploaded these photos. And you're going to be able to edit them. And this is rolling out... Uh, mid-January, so now-ish, um, and hope, and the hope is late January be finished. The only caveat to this is to remember, so you're going to be able to flip and do all of the various uh, changes, cropping and highlighting, and um, Daryl's showing the message has some really good screenshots of what you're mm. going to be able to do here. Um, so uh, you're going to be able to do all of that, but you're not actually editing the file the HEIC file. You're taking really a copy of it and saving it as a JPEG when you save the changes you make. So that's the only caveat. Um, That, to me, actually, I'm okay with that uh, Mm. because I'm not losing that that higher quality image. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with it. But you just need to know that once you start doing this and saving everything, you're going to start seeing a bunch of JPEGs and, uh, and dupe. Like it makes sense too from from a sharing <clears throat> perspective because there's yeah. more devices that can read and view yeah. JPEGs and not hikes and <laughs> oh hikes. <clears throat> so, um, speaking of topics and editing, I don't know. That was a bad transition. No, that wasn't smooth. <laughs> that wasn't smooth at all. Yeah, let's finish on this one, Daniel. <laughs> let's do it. Um, the Yammer topics that we've been able to create uh, for different conversations topic creators will now be able to edit and name descriptions of topics edit the name and the description of the topic that's mc313292 what does that mean when we were creating these topics beforehand it meant that we could misspell them it meant that we could maybe have a product name that might change or a project name that might change and so you were adding these topics to your posts and and remember let's just do a small recap here um, what used to be the case, you used to have a hashtag, which was also the topic, and a little while back to align with Viva Topics and make things easier to find. Um, you still have a hashtag, so you can put that in your message, but a topic is something separate, and you add it to your message to or your conversation to be able to make it easier to find across Viva Topics. Um, now, you can edit them if you need to change that and the description, which is great. It, it you know certainly needed... Uh, it will help all the people who, you know, uh, spelling and grammar people that, you know, just really irks them. Oh, you've got to change. I'm sorry, I can't. Well, now you can. No excuses. 
um, go back in and change it. <laughs> That's um, uh, begin to roll out now and uh, expect to be complete late January. Fingers crossed that, that would be the case. Um, that that is that is it, man. That is it. I think. Um, yes, it is. You know, we we hit the the really important ones. Yes, there was a lot of updates. So if you are tracking and you're letting you're the change agent in your organization or one of them, and you're letting people know that uh, things are coming and when they're coming, make mm. sure you're checking in because there are some that were updated and, and changed when the rollouts were happening. Uh, so make sure you're following those. The, uh, of course, make sure you're following the show and sharing the show with all of your uh, contacts so that we can all stay up to date. Thank you for everyone, you know, for joining in the chat today and for joining live. Really appreciate that. Uh, we make sure everyone, you follow us on socials. So 365MCS is where we are on Twitter and Insta and all the rest. And make sure you're giving us that, that thumbs up on this episode. So we look forward to the next episode and having a good conversation with you, maybe in between via socials mm -hmm. about change yeah. and what's happening in Microsoft 365. See you again next time. Bye-bye.